Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. friends and welcome to another Ask Zach. I hope you are doing well today. Today we're going to talk about the best playing advice that I've ever gotten. Also want to uh, do a little, uh, you know, kind of house cleaning on, uh, you know, revisiting the James Burton Ooh Las Vegas thing, which I just played the uh, outro lick. But first, a little short pause for the cause. Uh, please, if you haven't subscribed and you've been enjoying, you know, Go down to the corner, and then if you've been watching the show and you'd like to support it, please go to askzack.com, and you can go to the store there, and we've got nice mugs like this one, or uh, t-shirts, and I really appreciate it. Also at askzack.com, I'm starting to post a lot of uh, fun articles that I've written in the past. Uh, one of the featured ones is my 2005 interview with Tom Bukovac, and uh, yeah... I did the, it was my first interview that I'd ever uh, conducted, and also I had to take the photographs for it. So, of course, in the article, there were only two photographs used. And on the website, there's a, a bunch of other ones that I uh, also took of his gear that weren't included in the original article in Vintage Guitar Magazine. There's also a nice uh, interview I did with Stuart Smith of the Eagles, and uh, that's on there, and also one on John Leventhal. Uh, and that has a, uh, besides being a great, fun interview, have a bunch of pictures of his, uh, his guitars that he's used on all his records. So, yeah, check that out. All right, first off, the opening lick that I played. So, back, you know, early on, earlier this year, I should say, I did an episode on James Burton. And I uh, played the intro lick to Ooh Las Vegas, the little banjo thing. That's a Graham Parsons tune. Of course, we're talking about the Emmylou Harris version of it. Of course, James Burton played on both. Um, so somebody asked me about the outro lick, and uh, I was befuddled by it. And I played some other kind of lick in one of my past episodes, trying to pass for it. But, uh, you know, as what happens with these things is that once you put an episode out and people start asking questions, well, somebody has the answer. And that's one thing that, you know, yes, you know, the channel's called Ask Zach, but 
you know, really it's about having the humility to ask the right people. So when people ask me a question, sometimes I do know the answer, but many times I have to go get help from Fender or Gibson or Ernie Ball or Bill Crook or, you know, whoever it might be. So, uh, anyway, in this case, uh, Hator Crespo, who is a fantastic guitar player and he plays in kind of Elvis tribute, uh, impersonator bands. And he has James's style down pat uh, to the point of he's taken, you know, Elvis live recordings and can play everything that James plays during the entire show. So it was no big deal for him to, uh, <laughs> to take this uh, lick and, uh, and show it to me. And so he was kind enough to send me a, a video of it. And then I had to ask him to send it to me, uh, where he was playing it slower because it was still so fast. And just so you know, this is kind of a, um, it's one of James's licks that if you're an Elvis fan and if you've heard a lot of his live stuff, then you've heard James do it before because he would, uh, he would use it with Elvis live, uh, a fair amount. But, uh, for those that, that haven't listened to a lot of Elvis, you know, bootlegs and stuff, you probably haven't heard the lick before, except at the end of Ooh, Las Vegas. So without further ado, here, here it is. And of course we're in the key of E and uh, we start off on an A note on the B string. And I'm just gonna play this super slow and I'm gonna pull my hand away to kind of show that I'm playing an open string and, uh, and hopefully you can uh, catch on to it if you wanna learn it. So. Again, and again, we're starting on the B string on an A note. fun lick and uh, yeah if you want to hear um, James doing more um, listen to the, uh, the the recently released uh, live uh, stuff from 1969 on the Ray Charles Ray Charles tune what I say uh, he, he plays it a, a couple times in one of his solos plays that lick and it's 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 nice all right now talking about playing advice so of course you know, I've gotten a fair amount of playing advice, you know, through the years from, uh, from different people. Um, I remember, uh, John Pell, who's the head of the guitar department at Belmont University, where I you know, went to school and graduated. Uh, you know, he was all about knowing the neck of the guitar and that's great advice. Uh, you know, Guthrie Trapp, who, uh, you know, I've, uh, you know, done, you know, I've interviewed him twice, did a recent, you know, kind of Skype uh, True Tone Lounge thing with, and he's very much into knowing the chord shapes up and down the neck and kind of the caged system and, uh, and playing chord tones instead of scales and such. 
That's his, you know, kind of uh, playing advice. But the best playing advice I ever got was not from a musician per se. It was from my music-loving father. So uh, when I was just learning how to play the guitar, he gave me the most important advice that I've ever gotten and could ever give to anyone. And it was... And it used to just burn my hide when he would say this to me. But he'd say, clean and clear. And so I'd be trying to play some lick, and I'd be slurring it and kind of messing it up, kind of like instead of saying, hey there, Mr. Man, hey there, Mr. Man, you know, it'd be all this, you know, slurred stuff. You couldn't tell what the notes were. And uh, just to give a little background on my dad, um, my dad saw Elvis in the 50s. He, uh, you know, he, he saw Little Richard in the 50s. He saw B.B. King in the 50s. Uh, he, uh, he saw Ray Charles, you know, in a nightclub and sat, you know, right, you know, right near his piano. Um, he was part owner of a bar at one point. Uh, because he was, a, my dad was an auto dealer, and uh, and because he was an auto dealer in a little town in Texas, he could get a liquor license. And this little bar, they had Albert King and other people come down and play there because it was part of the Chitlin circuit down in South Texas. And so my dad, even though he wasn't a musician, he knew music, and he, you know, he was a a serious music listener, and um, probably one of the great examples of his ear. Um, besides, you know, being hard on his son's playing, which I'm grateful for, was I was way into Eric Clapton early on. And I was listening a lot to, uh, well, all of his solo stuff, you know, up through, I guess that would have been through about, you know, the Forever Man era and, you know, a little bit after that, maybe Journeyman. Uh, but also, of course, Cream and the Blues Breakers and, uh, you know, my dad would, would come in, you know, while I was listening to like the Blues Breakers or, or Derek and the Dominoes and stuff like that. And he'd kind of, hmm, hmm. But one day, uh, I'd heard about uh, the Mike Bloomfield Super Session album. And uh, I put that album on, on the first cut, Albert Shuffle. And as soon as my dad heard that, he came into the room and he said, now that's real guitar playing. <laughs> my dad appreciated Clapton, but when he heard, you know, Michael Bloomfield, he was like, that's, that's the real thing. And, uh, and I was blown away by that. Of course, it was funny, you know, because Eric's an Englishman and, and, uh, and Mike Bloomfield was a, uh, a good Jewish boy, you know, from Chicago. So, but, uh, yeah, so there's kind of my, my dad. And, and so my dad passed away a couple of years ago, but, uh, you know, before, uh, before he did, uh, we used to go and see, uh, see music together. And, uh, one of the, uh, you know, one of the shows we went to is, you know, that, that poster on the wall. And, uh, and that's why I have that hatch, you know, show print. And it's very special to me because that was a show that my father and I went to before he passed away. And, uh, another thing we went to, uh, to see was we saw, uh, Delbert McClinton, with Bob Britt and James Pennebaker playing guitar. And this was, my dad was very close to dying at this point. 
and he was in a lot of pain and he was barely able to make it into uh, the venue and uh, you know we got there and we sat down but as soon as he heard that great music that uh, Delbert and his fantastic band were playing it was like it just lifted him up and it gave him uh, it gave him a, a nice uh, you know chunk of happiness so I'm always grateful to those guys so Yes, he said clean and clear. And, you know, and then he would also tell me things like, play it like you mean it. You know, play it with authority. And that's one of the biggest things I see with younger players and even older players that are still, you know, kind of amateurs is sometimes you can play notes just like, you know, hitting keys on a keyboard, but you need to play, you know, music with feeling and with authority, and you need to be assertive when you play those notes. It can't be just, you know, can't be just notes. You know, you gotta, you gotta feel it. And again, not like you have to get in someone's face and just get angry or something like that, but you just, it's just playing, playing things uh, uh, with, with meaning and substance. So I'm forever grateful to my father who, you know, frustrated the crap out of me uh, as a kid because he used to come into my room all the time when I was practicing and he'd say clean and clear so just remember that clean and clear and that doesn't mean not playing with overdrive or something like that or not using effects but just meaning you know every note play it like you mean it you know play it dead on the note and uh, yeah just just make good music so uh, I feel like I should play something else. So uh, here, I'll just play a little bit. I'll put a little tremola on. And uh, this, of course, is my uh, Bill Crook uh, Paisley Telecaster that he made for me. And uh, it's a great, great guitar. And, uh, you know, it's got the prettiest Paisley finish I've ever seen outside of the, uh, the real thing from 68 or 69. So... Let's go to both pickups, put a little tremolo on. time. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, 
Check out my website, AskZach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.